All right, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Colin Truesdell Jazz Jam. My name is Colin Truesdell. Uh, that first tune you heard is a brand new tune that's going to be off of this record that we're releasing in October called It's All About the Hustle. And so uh, this is our first show of the Colin Truesdell Jazz Jam. The focus of the show is to be one of Colorado's premier local jazz radio programs featuring some of the best local jazz artists in Colorado. And uh, my sound engineer, who is also the pianist, is Mr. Sean Hanlon over here. And then, uh, and then I get the privilege of backing up all our guests on bass, on upright bass here. So Today in the studio, we have a guy that is really making waves across the jazz scene in the United States and in Colorado. And his name is Josh Maxey. He's an excellent guitarist, excellent composer, um, improviser, educator, and we are very privileged to have him in the studio today. And so, Josh, we'd like to welcome you. We're going to play some of his music. Um, we're going to listen to some of his music. But right off the bat, Josh, I just want you know the listeners to get a feel for who you are, what, where did you come from. Mm -hmm. I just want to get your, your story, man. Sure. Um, moved to Colorado about two years ago. Uh, from New York City. I lived in uh, New York for 15 years, 14 of that in Brooklyn. Um, incidentally, Brooklyn is the place I've spent the longest in my life as a kid. Uh, family moved around a little bit, so uh, so New York is kind of home. Uh, where I uh, went to school for, uh, for jazz uh, study and uh, where I learned, you know, to play and write um, and where the series of music that is uh, 10 records now began. Can you talk a little bit about, uh, so you had this series of music that, um, that was a collection of recordings, right? Right. And so can you explain that in the vision and, and, sure. and what, what you were, because that is a very interesting thing that a lot of jazz critics have actually focused in on. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's the part of the story that seems to resonate. Um, the first record was called Incarnate, and it was recorded... Uh, tracked a little bit before when we released it, about two years. Um, it was something that was sitting on my, uh, you know, desktop computer. And, and it was one of those things where I thought, you know, one day I'm going to do something with that, you know, when I feel like right about it, you know. Um, so I took it over to a friend. Uh, I was mentioning it to him, and he said, bring it over. And uh, he's a producer and uh, uh, engineer and songwriter and all of this stuff. And uh, we listened, and it sounded great. So uh, we added a few things uh, to the track Incarnate and an uh, um, intro to the record uh, there at his place. And uh, as we were listening to it, I said, man, uh, we ate like 11 pizzas in three days <laughs> also uh, while uh, working on it. Um, I said, you know, I should really I should do five more of these this year. And that was, wow. that was the actual thing. So April... 21st, 2011, Incarnate came out. I was in the studio May 5th, July, no, June 16th or something like that, 28th, I don't remember. Um, for So that's the first three. We did two in December. Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah, so it was it was just kind of nonstop. So how, how did you come up with enough material that quickly? Was it just kind of uh, just a super creative period for you? Yeah, I mean, songwriting is not really difficult for me. Um, I might go months without writing one, but um, 
when I write one song, particularly if it's for an album, I hear three, four other songs around it, wow. you know, um, because you, I, I write something and I say, well, that's track four, you know, and I need something that sets up this record. So, so I use something from the bridge on that and do the first record, first, uh, song of the record. So that's kind of how each of them was written. Cool. So well, we have a track from the incarnate, um, record, the first track, yeah. um, do you want to listen to that? Yeah, we can absolutely. let them everybody this is called Incarnate off of the Incarnate album. That's right.
All right, we're back. We're listening to Josh Maxey on his album Incarnate, and he's in the studio here with us on the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam, KCMJ.org, 93.9 FM. We're actually trying to get this radio station on the FM dial, and they have the uh, you have the ability to help us out and adopt the Watt and... Uh, from my understanding, we're getting very close to being able to have this on the FM dial. And so you can go to kcmj.org and donate and uh, buy yourself a lot and help this community radio station get on the air in Colorado Springs. But we are uh, able to reach a global reach right now. And uh, so we're getting back here with Josh Maxey in the studio. So Josh, before we listen to that song you were you were up to about number five in a series of 10 albums yeah so can you explain how the process from getting five to where you're at right now sure i mean the uh the sixth one was recorded live it was kind of a uh well a celebration of the series at that point and uh uh we did that at a um like a, just a, a club in brooklyn um the next Three, no, uh, that makes six. So the next four um, were just released more like regular records over the course of two years. So about two each, you know, year. Um, the recordings spanned a couple months short of three years, you know, from April to February here, actually, um, when I did completing the cycle, uh, cycle here in uh, 2014. Yeah. Um, so from 11 to 14 was the recordings. It's taken four years to put everything out just with production and, you know, everything that goes into it. So. Very neat. So the latest album is called Celebration of Soul, correct? That's, that's right. So can you talk a little bit about that project? Uh, when, when was it re actually released? Yeah, uh, it was just released, um, August 18th on, uh, Miles High Records, which is, a uh, New York uh, record label, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's the first of the series. Um, the other nine I just released uh, on my own, um, so this is the first one that uh, that was on a label, which was a goal, you know, the whole time. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, celebration of soul. It's celebration of of definitely you know the series, like my journey, um, but also the particular type of jazz that I am. Uh, most drawn to, which is uh, kind of the spiritual tradition um, in jazz. Uh, John Coltrane and uh, Doug Karn is another favorite, his record, Revelation. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's what the title and the, the feeling is. Very cool. Can you, we had a discussion the other day, and I found it very intriguing, and I think that people, listeners at home, would find this very intriguing as well. Can you talk a little bit about your promotion and marketing campaign that you have you've set out as a goal for this celebration of soul? Sure. Um, Miles High has a, a press and a radio promotion that they do for every record. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the goal is kind of tracking a, the plays and that kind of stuff where they're playing and getting them added to, uh, you know, FM stations across the nation. So. So what was the process in doing all of that with, uh, as far as getting the music um, out to radio stations? Because I know, I, I mean, I, we're oh, friends yeah. on Facebook. You, yeah, you, yeah. you Please like Josh Maxey on Facebook. <laughs> but he, he has gotten several radio stations throughout the world. Yeah, no, that's true. The, um, 
it, that's been just a joy to watch. Um, like going back to Incarnate that we just played, uh, when I was doing those first really four or five recordings, um, the only person, the only people that knew about it were my friends, you know, that either did the recordings or I played it for. Um, uh, during that, uh, a man named Dave Sumner, who was the All About Jazz Daily Download editor, uh, contacted me. And uh, he wanted to feature Incarnate. Um, we, uh, we did that feature, and it had, like, something like 800 or 900 downloads the first day. And I went, wow. oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've made it, you know. Um, so that was, like, the first time I got, like, a, a response, you know. Everything else was incubator, right? Um, with this one, it's the same exact feeling. I sit there and go, wow, you know, 20 or 26 or whatever the count is, uh, radio stations across the country playing it. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of the dream, right? You, you want to be a musician, you want to, to have your music heard. And I always felt like if it was heard, you know, in the right places, uh, or by people (laughs) rather than just me in my car, um, (laughs) that, you know, people would like it. Mm -hmm. So, um, so seeing that kind of get out has been, I mean, I'm really grateful. It's a joy. It's awesome. Cool. Well, you heard it there first. So, Josh, we've got the capability to back you up in the studio here on some of your tunes. Would you like to play some tunes? Yeah, let's play uh, Cycles of Sound. And this is off of um, Celebration Celebration of Sound.
That was Cycles of Sound off of Josh Maxey's latest CD, Celebration of Soul, here on the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam, kcmj.org. So we appreciate Josh Maxey coming in. So Josh, what are you, what else do you got going on, man, besides, uh, you know, I guess your normal, normal groove? Yeah, I mean, I, I teach full-time, uh, guitar teacher, um, I guess, uh, you know, I, I still do it in the style of a New York uh, guitar teacher, so a lot of uh, traveling to people's houses or apartments. Um, so I do two days traveling, two days uh, at my place, and uh, kind of keep a relatively full schedule. Um, it took a while to build up. Uh, New York was quick. Um, so many people, so many people wanting to learn. You're surrounded by the arts. Um, uh, here it took a little longer, but it's good now. I have a, a nice group of people I work with. So, And uh, that's north of Denver, right? Yeah, I'm in Westminster. Westminster. Yeah. Now, um, this show's supposed to be about you, but, mm-hmm. you know, your better half is part of you as well. Oh, definitely. Um, she <laughs> just had a, she's a musician as well, right? Yes, that's right. And so she has a new project, so, right? Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, her new record, we're actually playing a... Um, uh, an award show next week. Um, last year, she won two of those awards, um, which is cool. It's uh, it's been really really great uh, working with her on her music, um, which is nice. I mean, sometimes she'll write the chords first and then hand me what to play, um, which is cool. Uh, I don't uh, have any other situation like that right now, which is so fun. Um, and yeah, I watched her pick music back up. Um, that was 10 years or more ago. Um, and she spent a few years, like, you know, practicing and, and that kind of thing. And, and she started writing these songs. And, and yeah, it was, it was the same time as the series, too. So it wasn't just 10. It was, you know, my 10 and her three. Um, so, uh, you know, it was, it was just sort of the natural step. I was recording so much, it only made sense for her to, to do the same thing because I had all the... Uh, you know, we use the same uh, mixing mastering person and, you know, that kind of stuff. So Cool. Yeah, yeah. So something I'm curious about is, you know, you live uh, north of Denver. Um, we're obviously down here in Colorado Springs. Uh, can, so what's the gigging scene like up there? Is it, you know, and you do do you do have, <laughs> play gigs down in Colorado Springs, but yeah. is it different? I mean, what, what, what have you seen yeah. as far as the scene goes? I mean, I, I was really happy, you know, because I, I went... After a few weeks living here, um, I went on like a Wednesday night to Dazzle, and it was the uh, organ trio, uh, Jeff Jenkins organ trio playing, and uh, just went up to him after and said, hey, you know, this is who I am, and I've been playing, you know, organ a lot with uh, Brian Charette in New York City, and, uh, you know, would you want to play sometime? And he was super welcoming, um, and that's what led to the record we did here and uh, and all the gigs I've done with him. Um, as far as gigging, I mean... I think I do something maybe a little different um, than a lot of guys. I don't, I don't play a lot of um, other people's music, so everything I set up is kind of me, you know. Um, and I'll set it up so I can webcast the performance and kind of make a point to, uh, you know, make as much out of it as I can in in the context of all the recordings. Right. Very interesting. Um, I'd like to. Can we get a recording off here, off of this new CD? Yeah. Uh, so how about Celebration of, the, of Soul? Yeah, title track. This is the title track off of Josh Maxey's latest CD, Celebration of Soul, on the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam. Mm-hmm. 
right, that was the title track off of Josh Maxey's brand new album called Celebration of Soul. We've got him in the studio here on the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam, kcmj.org. I got to introduce my engineer and my fellow piano, piano, piano player over here, Mr. Sean Hanlon. He's doing a lot over here, playing the keys and making sure it sounds amazing. And then, uh, Josh, we're so privileged to have you in the studio today. Uh, he's talking about his brand new album that it was just released on, on Miles High, right? That's right. Miles High Records, which um, is a record label out of uh, New York City, and it's run by, um, what's, can you say his name? Yeah, Mark Sherman. Mark Sherman. And yeah. So Mark Sherman is actually a... Um, a Vibraphones player? Yeah, Juilliard professor. Yeah, that's right. So can you talk a little bit about how that process was? Like, how did, you know, mm-hmm. you, the, the goal was to get it onto a, a record label. Yeah. What was the process in doing that? Yeah, I mean, I had some talks with other labels, um, and uh, I known Mark um, for a few years um, because of our mutual friend Rodney Jones. Um, so, you know, um, when I was talking about the label stuff, Rodney said you should contact Mark. Um, so I sent him a, you know, sent him like a normal email. <laughs> um, made a little a page on my site that was password protected and invited him to check out the music. And, uh, and yeah, he wrote back and said, you know, let's give it a shot and, and see what happens. So, so when you go stepping back a little bit, when you were looking at record labels, mm-hmm. um, how many were you looking at? What, what was the deal? Like, uh, was mm-hmm. it just like, you know, uh, I just need to get this on a record label no matter what, were there mm-hmm. conditions that you needed to have met? And well, I found the, the 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 actual sort of situation was was pretty um predictable so you know it wasn't like anything was too big of a shock i'd known uh because of knowing rodney for 15 years and he was on blue note records when i met him um i kind of knew a little bit about the behind the scenes part um so maybe at 1920 the idea of you know platinum on everything as soon as you have a record deal like i was like oh it doesn't work that way <laughs> Um, yeah, so. I would like you to elaborate a little <laughs> bit more on that, just because you know people have very um, harsh misconceptions of what actually is involved in. in yeah, this. I mean, I guess it, unfortunately, I'm not. I don't know enough about outside my experience, you know. So, so I can't really compare it to like the pop world or something like that. Um, but you know, I mean, iTunes changed how records were sold, and we all see and feel that, and. You know, it's a double-edged sword because um, my first kind of trio record from 2003, I think it was, um, you know, we had the thousand CDs printed and we played gigs and sold, you know, a few here and there. Um, But basically our audience was our group of friends or people who came to the club or a friend of a friend, you Mm -hmm. know, um, which is what it is. Um, And then we had the the inventory, which I think the three of us probably still have 150 each. Um, somewhere anyway, <laughs> they exist. Uh, today, I mean, I don't think there's a better time to be a musician. Um, you are able to access, you know, uh, an audience without any, any middleman. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so my, you know, all the 40,000 or whatever it is downloads for the series, um, that was just me and my phone, you know, that's me, Facebook, Twitter, um, and help from all about jazz and great reviews. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's a, a guy, a guitar player on his phone. Um, so I knew, you know, I've pushed it as far as it seemed like I could do, at least right then. 
Um, and the, you know, dream as a kid was always record label if you're a musician. So, uh, so that's why I looked into it. Um, and I, I knew, you know, I wanted the radio part. So, you know, knowing Mark for years and, um, you know, trusting, uh, his judgment and, you know, certainly trusting, uh, you know, my friend Rodney's judgment that said, you know, yeah, it's a great thing. Look at, look at how they, you know, work it for themselves. I thought, why not? You know, um, it was kind of one of those moments. It's like, if I say I want to be that thing, you know, when there's a crossroads of, am I going to be that or not? I said, yes, you know, Mm -hmm. so that's what it was. Interesting. All right. Well, we've got a couple more tunes in here in in the studio. Do you want to play one of these tunes? Yeah, let's play a culmination. And this is off of uh, Celebration Celebration of Soul as well. All right. Absolutely.
culmination off of Josh Maxey's Celebration of Soul. This is the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam, kcmj.org. I got to mention this one more time, but if you're interested in supporting this community radio station to hop on the FM dial, which would be 93.9, we need a, a couple more bucks to get us there. So you can go onto the kcmj.org website and adopt a what? And you can donate to help us reach our goal, and, uh, and we need 100 watts purchased. So we're almost there. And uh, so if you could please help us, that'd be great. Get us on to the, the greater Colorado Springs area FM dial. So back in the studio, though, we got Mr. Josh Maxey, who has just released this awesome new record that's receiving critical raves all, all throughout the nation. Um, so, Josh, going back to New York, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of jazz musicians and musicians in general, they're always kind of curious about the New York scene. You yeah. Know? Um, and so, it is such a difficult place in in perception mm. for for musicians. Is that true, or you know, do you have any firsthand experience about the New York scene? Yeah, I mean, I found it the opposite actually. Um, the um, the energy of New York City is palpable. It's uh, we just visited LA and that's similar, um, where you're in a place and you're overwhelmed by the vibration, you know? Um, and that, you know, at 18 was like, yes, you know, it was such a, you know, it was a thriving environment. Um, the thing with the, the music is there's so many great musicians that you, you almost don't notice, <laughs> you know? So, you know, knowing Ed Cherry or Rodney or being around going to George Benson's house or spending time with Idris Muhammad, Dr. Lonnie Smith, Maceo Parker. I mean, that became normal, um, which it's not, you know, but that was that was normal, you know. So um, so this feeling of, you know, like the old thing, right? Like if you can make it in New York, <laughs> I don't necessarily that means uh, think that means you can make it anywhere because. You know, for me, I moved here, and it, it is a different vibration. Um, and I am, I'm a New York musician. You know, my, my tunes are that vibe. You know, I, I try and go in on every tune. Um, you know, you play hard, you play like you mean it. Um, not that everybody doesn't do that, but I'm just saying that's part of the New York thing. It's, you know, you're going at it. You're, you're swinging at the, at the hurricane, right? So, um, so, yeah, I mean, New York City, uh, for me, was, a, was just a... A golden period. It was uh, so many, you know, beautiful musical experiences that um, I felt overwhelmed, but also very strong, you know, because if uh, I feel like, you know, I wasn't one of the guys at the school that could play when I showed up. So I learned there, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that was the, uh, I mean, I could play okay, I got into the school, but not like, not like 10 years later, you know, so, um, so that work happened in a place where you're either going to get completely annihilated or rise to the occasion, which is always true for all of us. But for me, that's where it happened, you know? Interesting. Well, I'd like to play one more uh, song from the series. Um, is that okay with you? Oh, absolutely. Thank so, you. So we're going to play Hellhound. What, 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 what's the scoop on that one? Yeah, Hellhound on My Trail is a Robert Johnson song. And... Uh, the short version of the story is, um, you know, as a kid learning blues guitar, blues was what I was into before jazz. I didn't go through too much of any other phase, actually. It was kind of 
basic chords, blues, you know, and then jazz. Um, it took a few years of the normal jazz student thing of not listening to anything other than jazz. Um, and then I, I had a friend, David Nicholson, that plays uh, acoustic guitar in this recording um, that we became friends, started playing, and, uh, and that's what he was into. And I listened, I was like, wow. I mean, Robert Johnson, like, so deep. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's beautiful, creepy. It expresses, like, the, the ups and downs <laughs> of being human. You know, like, to me, it was just, it was a revelation, you know. Um, and it was the same feeling I had the first time I heard Coltrane. Um, but it took a while, man. Uh, with Robert Johnson, as a 15-year-old, I didn't get it. It was like, yeah, I see how traveling Riverside Blues leads to Led Zeppelin somehow, but that was a question mark. You know, in this song, uh, was actually that journey for me. Like it, it made me put the uh, jazz language into the blues uh, in a way that I had not before. Cool. Hellhound, Josh Maxey. Hellhound by Josh Maxey. So, Josh, just tell us a, a quick synopsis of what's coming up. Yeah, I mean, the next gig that's coming up is uh, at Bowers Listening Lounge on uh, October 4th. That's a Sunday. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, I'd, I'd like to write um, a new record. I haven't decided where to do it. A part of me wants to go to California. I know a few people, or at least one 
great musician there. And, uh, you know, I think I could do it here. Um, could go back to New York. Um, so yeah, kind of figuring out what the next, what the next step is. Cool. Uh, so thank you guys so much for tuning into the Colin Truesdale jazz jam. Please tune in next week when we will have another great jazz saxophonist, Mr. Tom Fowler. And uh, again, thank you so much for ch- tuning into the, the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam on KCMJ.org. Thank you so much, Josh Massey. Yeah, thank for, you guys. For coming down it. here. We Thanks. appreciate your time. You're an excellent musician. Thank you. We, I really dig your music. Thank so you. we're going to leave you with another tune. This is called Smokin'.